You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo, and you're listening to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. So this week, we are bringing you a shorter burst of inspiration about some of the ways that we've learned to shift into positive energy when we're feeling off or kind of low. So let us know what you think about this format as we may do more like this in between our longer episodes with our amazing guests. Yeah. So we've both been thinking a lot about this idea of like, how do we change our state? How do we shift our energy when we feel like we need it? And I think especially right now, like I've had a lot of reflection time to think about this for myself. And one of the things that I've learned about myself over many years of work is that I'm really sensitive to external energies. And once upon a time, that was because I was tying my worth to external validation and external things. And now, even though I've worked through a lot of that stuff so that I no longer align my worth to what's happening externally, I still am very sensitive to external energies. And sometimes that's a great thing because I'm that person that gets really excited and amped up when I have a win, like something great happens. We have a great meeting. We have a big yes on something that we wanted to have come through. But when it's not a win, I can tend to get really cerebral and go down into deep thoughts and think about things and even get kind of melancholy. And I've noticed that because I'm so sensitive to external energies, sometimes I find myself needing to change my energy and change my state. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good example. And I feel like it's so relatable. It's something that I have dealt with and still do sometimes. And for me, what's really helped is finding those moments, even if I do have a meeting that maybe isn't externally, didn't go externally well, or in my opinion, it didn't go as well. Like thinking about all the ways that I did a good job or I'm proud of myself, or maybe I did a better job at one of the elements of that meeting or elements of that situation than I did the day before. And that's really helped me take it out of the situation because also like we don't even know what people are actually thinking. We're just guessing. So it could have in their eyes gone really well, but then we're like, oh gosh, this didn't. And then going into that kind of melancholy state, which I do sometimes. And then I'm like pleasantly surprised because there was good feedback a couple of days later. 
Yeah, definitely. Like that's exactly what I'm describing, how I feel sometimes. And there's all different reasons why you might feel like you need to shift your state or shift your energy. Sometimes it's situational. Sometimes it's a larger energetic thing or disconnection from community like we've talked about so much right now. So we're each going to share with you some of the practices that we've learned to be really effective for us in shifting into positive energy. So this is the first tip and practice that is really helpful and effective for me. And it's practicing gratitude. Anytime I feel like I am in a low emotional state, I'm feeling down, I'm being hard on myself, I try to catch myself, stop and think about all of the things that I'm grateful for. I truly believe that when we practice gratitude for what we have, we end up having more. So there's a famous quote from Oprah that's always stuck with me, and it says, be grateful for what you have. If you're grateful for what you have, you'll end up having more. But if you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. So sometimes it's something so simple. I'll be sitting at my desk, maybe I'll be in frustration, Maybe that's the time where I need to shift into positive energy and I'll just stop and look around and I'll say, no matter how frustrated I am about, you know, whatever thing is in front of me or has happened right now, I'm so grateful for the people that I have in my life. This amazing conversation I had today for my dog who I love, for the sun and the fact that it's warm enough for me to go outside, the simplest things And it really does change my state and my mood. And I practice this gratitude by thinking it through and also by using different tools. So one of the tools that I really like is the Gratitude Plus app. It's a super simple gratitude journal that you do on your phone every day. And you can also look and see anonymous shares by others and what they're grateful for. And it really helps put things in perspective. Yeah, I love that quote too, because I think that sometimes if we're feeling low or a little off... I do this sometimes, like I'll go into all the things that I don't have. And if you're not actually grateful for the things that you currently have, then you're not going to be happy with more either. So I really like that quote because it's just like, you know, you have to really like practicing gratitude can be so powerful for that, for just appreciating all the things that you have in your life. And if you have more, then you're going to be even more appreciative. But if you're saying, well, I'm not going to be happy or I'm not going to be satisfied until I have this, this, and this, then you're probably not going to be very satisfied with that, with any of those things either. Yeah. And that is a something that I believe about success. And a lot of the most successful people in the world have shared some version of this advice too. And it's that mm-hmm. success only makes you more of what you already are. So if you're a happy Mm -hmm. person and you're a grateful person and you're a giving person and you have success, you will be more so that way. But if you are Mm -hmm. a person in scarcity, if you're a person who's always, you know, having a chip on your shoulder or you're a person that's maybe doesn't have the best intentions, then those kinds of people will become more so. So that really made me think of that. 
Okay, so let's move on to the next one. So one of the things that I do is when I'm feeling a little bit off or low, I think about the things that I can control. So one of them would be gratitude, but things I can control in in my life. And one of them is related to food and food that makes me feel really good. I look at what I've been eating in the past couple of days. And if I've been eating a lot of like maybe more processed foods, haven't eaten like as many vegetables, I integrate more of that into my diet, especially first thing in the morning, because it has such an impact on my mood, even just like a mindset. Oh, I'm actually giving myself the most nourishing thing that I can possibly give myself right now today at first thing in the morning. I've talked about the smoothies. That's an example of that. I'm getting so many vegetables and nutrients and I just feel so good from doing that. So it's like, if nothing else, just that small practice of putting something good in your body. And I do believe that mood is so tied to what we're eating. So when I do feel a little off, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, like I haven't really been eating that well. And then as soon as I change that, it's just, I have a more stable flow of my mood versus like kind of that up and down. Yeah. That reminds me of something that happened yesterday, actually. I've been doing some more of the intermittent fasting, like we talked about last week on the podcast, and I've not been eating breakfast. And it's something I'm experimenting with right now. But yesterday I was thinking, you know, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to make myself some eggs. And I was guilting myself. And I was like, oh God, I'm not going to be doing the intermittent fasting now. Like I I messed it up. I'm going to eat. And then something clicked and I said, no, I'm going to make this a joyful situation that celebrates my nourishment. And so I put the eggs on the table. I poured myself orange juice. I got an avocado. I made it a thing and I made it a ritual. And I was like, this is something where I'm going to acknowledge my own nourishment and like having a joyful experience. And it was exactly like what you're describing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just immediately. It's like when you're doing, when you're honoring something for yourself and it's a good thing, then it just immediately changes my state. Okay. This next exercise has been really helping me a lot lately and I call it the then and now exercise. So I think that so often with so many of us who want to achieve, who are ambitious, who want to continue to up-level ourselves, which is a great thing, we're always focused on that next thing. It's like once we've accomplished something, we forget about it and it's just on to the next thing. And I think that in some ways that's a quality to be embraced and we don't have to get down on ourselves for it, but sometimes it prevents us from really recognizing how far we may have come with a certain thing. So this happens to me sometimes, you know, as we are growing Vera, we have a lot of exciting things coming up and we're exploring different opportunities and really cool things have been coming our way. Even on days where there's a frustration or on a day where, you know, I feel like I'm working really hard on something and need a minute. Like I find it really, really helpful to just take a minute and do the then and now exercise, which is essentially... I do usually one year or five years. So pick your time frames and say, what would me five years ago say, think, acknowledge about all the ways I've grown, all the things I've achieved in whatever way from then to now? And usually it can really put things in perspective and allow you to take a minute to say, wow, look how far I've come. And again, this could be work, professional success, or it could be personal growth and and personal development. But if you just take that minute to visualize yourself five years ago, one year ago, it really helps you to concretize your own growth. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I love doing that. I love calling it the then and now as well. And I do that a lot. Just I think a year is really a great time frame because when I look back, especially when I'm feeling stuck in that place of like, oh, I'm not growing enough. I should be doing more and all that kind of, you know, that mentality, that negative mentality. I just look back to a year ago and I can't believe how far in one year I've come and how much has changed and how I've just continued evolving. And I feel like it can be difficult sometimes because you don't see it in in the moment, but you are, you're growing and you're changing every single minute of the day. And it's really powerful to just look back. And sometimes I even do that on a weekly basis too. So if I'm feeling really good on a Monday, I'm like, what was I doing last Monday? And how have I changed since even a week? Like, it's just that constant reflecting. And I, you know, even if it's not this like tremendous growth over a week, it's like, well, you know what? Like I handled a specific situation better than I would have a week ago. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah. And I think reminding ourselves also, especially on like the personal side of things that we always are doing the best with what we've got and what we've got continues to grow and our toolkit continues to grow just through life experience. This is kind of similar a little bit to the next one. So I've been reading this book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it was one that if anyone follows Natalia Benson, she was talking about it a lot. And I really respect her recommendation. So I got the book and I've been reading it and it's really good. I highly recommend it for anyone who is looking for something that's like it's business and career related, but it has a very spiritual and purpose-driven message to it. It's really good. So, but one of the things that he talks about is like all the ways that we might be holding ourselves back. And there are some common ways and we all have different ones when it comes to, he talks more about career, but it can also be your life as well. And one of the things that he says is when something really good is happening in our lives, we can tend to self-sabotage because we're not like, maybe you just got a, a big raise or the, your business is going really well, or your relationship is, is just phenomenal and it's never been better. And then after that, we become really uncomfortable with our feelings about that because we're not used to it and it's unfamiliar. And it's like, wait a minute, or you feel undeserving of those feelings. So you then self-sabotage. And one of the ways that you can do that is through negative thoughts. I just went to a day retreat on Sunday and I was like in such a good mood and so relaxed and it was amazing. So I was just sitting there just relaxing. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I started going into the spiral of thoughts that went into like all these what ifs and this negative spiral of thoughts. And I just, I was like, I don't understand what happened. Why I was so relaxed and so happy. And then what he says in the book is that even you can do this with your thoughts. So even when you're something really good is happening or you're feeling really good, you just subconsciously self sabotage it. And it's, and one way that you can do that is through your thoughts. So that's what I was doing in that moment. So one of the ways that he talks about in the book to combat that is just to become aware of that pattern and just disrupt it. So think about something that you're really excited about, because when we're excited about something in the future, then it completely changes the way that we feel and completely changes our state. So really just like 
stop the flow of the thoughts, become aware that you're probably doing that as a mechanism for a form of self-sabotage and just completely think about something else and and get really excited about it. So that was one of the ways that he talks about. But then also like if we are worrying, acknowledge that if we have no control over that outcome, then there's really no point in worrying about it. And the perfect example of this is what's been going on in our world with COVID. Like nobody was worrying about that. We were all worrying about all these other things that never happened because this kind of took over our lives. So if there's nothing that you can do about it in that moment, then there's no point in worrying about it. But if it is something that you can do in the moment, then fine. Like you can put together a plan and maybe do something about it. Yeah. I, when you were telling me about this book, one of the things that made it the message resonate with me and say, oh, aha, that that really is a thing, was you said that the author talks about like people up-leveling and self-sabotaging their up-level and then ending up mm-hmm. worse off than they were before. And some of the examples you shared yes. were people who win the lottery. I mean, that is a known thing that people mm-hmm. who win the lottery end up in bankruptcy worse off than they were before. Same thing with people who come into a lot of wealth really quickly. So we see this in like the music industry and different kind of celebrities and stars in the public eye that come into a lot of wealth really quickly, sometimes end up in really terrible positions afterwards. And so I think just yeah. acknowledging and knowing as part of this acknowledgement that you're you're talking about right now that, hey, this is a thing. This is an energy at play. I can overcome this. Here's the final practice that we use that I find really helpful for shifting into a positive state and changing your energy. It sounds really obvious when I tell you, but it's not always what we do. And that is just do the opposite. So there's a couple of kind of words of wisdom that I always think about when I'm feeling stuck, I'm feeling like my energy is not in a good state. The first is if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And the second is that famous Albert Einstein quote, which says insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So oftentimes when we're in a really low or kind of weird state, We're in a pattern of this where we're doing the same thing over and over again, whether that's a certain approach to our life, a certain approach to our work, a certain way that we're navigating our day, and we're feeling low or feeling bad and expecting it to change, but we're not changing anything. And sometimes we just need a big shakeup in order to help us to settle the pieces in a way that works better for us. So if you're really feeling like, you know, and there's a spectrum of, where one might be on the low energy, needing positivity spectrum. If you're really feeling on that low end of that, this is a great one for you. Whatever you're doing, do the opposite. And let me tell you an example of this. So there was one day recently where I was very busy. We were both very busy with some things going on and there was a lot to do. And it was one of those days where I had been at my computer for a few days straight, all day, doing different things taking action, being productive. And I was quite frankly stressed out. I thought, how can I step away from my work? I have so much to do. There's so much to be done. But I thought, let me practice this doing the opposite. And I stepped away. I didn't look at the computer and I did something totally for joy and putting down all and any connectivity and technology. It ended up making me so much more productive and changing my headspace because I needed to step away from it in order to get out of the space that I was in. 
And so that's a small example, but there's so many examples of the way you may start your day or the way you're communicating or, you know, how forward or upfront you're being with someone versus not. Just try it. If you're in a state that you feel like you've been in for a while, just do the opposite and it will guide you into where you need to go. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And I felt like that too, probably last week and going away and just turn, I turned my phone off all day on Sunday and went to that just a day long retreat. It's in a really beautiful place in nature. They have different things going on during the day. And I was a completely different person after. And I also felt like I could be, I was so much more creative when I came back to my work because I gave myself that time because your mind is still working on the, in the background all the time. Even if we are taking breaks, it's still processing the information and solving problems. It's just that we're not really conscious that that we're doing that. So then when we come back to our work, it kind of just flows a lot more quickly. So you could actually get a lot more done if you give yourself that time to take a break. And I may try doing like, maybe not the whole day, but picking one day during the week where I just shut technology off for the whole day because it was so amazing. Yeah. And I think that like we've been talking about this in the context of like burnout and getting into our creative energy, but I've also even seen this do the opposite practice work when it comes to communicating with others. So sometimes we feel frustrated or our frustration or energy is contributed to with someone in our life and the dynamics that exist there. And we feel like, well, I could never say that to them or they just won't get it. And I think that that's another big area where I would encourage everyone listening to think about how you can do the opposite. Sometimes that means being vulnerable with someone who you might never want to show that side to. Sometimes it means being really direct with someone where you're kind of feeling more comfortable being in the walking on eggshells. So just think about that. And I would love for everyone, including us, to leave this conversation thinking about where is a place in my life where I can practice doing the opposite and see where it takes me. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what tips have resonated with you. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody who would also benefit from this information. Next week, we'll be back with an amazing guest. Until then, I'm Stefania Romeo. And I'm Catherine Griffiths. Catch you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.